On today's show, we talk to Chrissy about her solo Disney World trip. This is Double Your WDW, the Disney World Planning Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 184. I'm your host, Julie Elster, creator of WRWDW, the Disney World Planning website. Today we have repeat guest Chrissy on the show. Uh, last time Chrissy chatted with me, she was actually with her twin sister. This time she went to Disney World solo. So typically she goes with her sister with family. Um, and this was her first time doing a solo trip. I don't think I've ever talked to anybody on the show who's gone solo to Disney World. So this was uh, definitely had a different vibe to it in some ways. And in other ways, it was very much, you know, business as usual. Um, so we talked about how this changed her goals, if it changed her park goals. We talked about how it changed planning. Um, we talked about the different personality types because traveling solo is definitely not for everybody. But, um, you know, I'm an introvert. She described herself as an introvert as well. And so we discussed how do you do Disney World as an introvert? What are the pros and cons to traveling solo? And, you know, would you travel solo again? So really interesting, fun episode. And I'm just going to let Chrissy take it away. Hey, Chrissy, thanks for being back on the podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me back. I'm super excited. Why don't you really quickly, just in case anybody didn't hear your last episode or doesn't remember, kind of go over just the the general vibe of your last episode, because it's going to be very different this time. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So I was on in May with my twin sister, Katie, and we were both on the episode. We had gone for like a quick weekend trip. It was a lot different because it was me and her, but today it's just me. So it'll be interesting to to kind of get into the differences. And when we say just you, we don't mean like, oh, your sister wasn't there. We mean just you, right? You went by yourself. That's correct. This was a fully solo trip. My first one ever. It took a lot of mental back and forth to finally pull the trigger, but I'm very glad that I did. Yeah. Doing a solo trip is very different. I do. I'm really curious to to hear how you did the solo trip because I mean I've done solo trips, but my you know my motivations are a little bit different. You know, like I'm going with a giant camera and like taking pictures, or I'm you know documenting wait time. Like it's just very. It's not as you know fun. I'm sure as what your trip ended up being. I'm. Truly excited. I think this is the first time I've ever had anybody come on about a solo trip. So as somebody who's done Disney, you know, with family before, what made you decide to do a trip just by yourself? Yeah, so I've been kind of playing around with the idea for a couple months now. My sister can't always go with me. As we mentioned last time, she's in grad school. So she's got a crazy schedule. It was funny because she was visiting me. I live in Minnesota. She lives in Wisconsin. And we were booking a trip for me, her, and both of our significant others for January of this upcoming year. And I was just kind of feeling like, I don't think I can wait that long. <laughs> so as soon as she left, I was like, well, what if I just took a look at what's available? This was over Labor Day weekend because, you know, it's a holiday. I had Monday off. This was the time to do it if I was going to do it. I looked into it. I was able to find like an inexpensive flight. I was able to get a pretty decent deal on rooms. And I figured, if not now, when? You know, I'm 
the only responsibilities I have are my job, my cats and my family. (laughs) Like I don't have kids. I'm not married. So I figured why not now? I love it. I wish that I had had that mindset when I was younger, because I definitely didn't do anything for myself. I just, and then I had kids and I was like, wait a sec. (laughs) Now there's no time and no money to do anything. So good for you. I love it. And so the opportunity just kind of presented itself and you jumped on it. How does your significant other feel about it? About you going to Disney without him? Yeah. So he has actually done solo travel by himself before. And I was like, should I do this? Like, it feels kind of weird. And he's like, it felt weird when I did it too. He went to like Europe by himself. So I was like, okay, well, I can do Disney World by myself. And I did ask like, do you want to come? And he said, no, thank you. So he was totally (laughs) fine with it. (laughs) Is he a Disney person? No, No. I wouldn't say he is. But so we're going to drag him and then my sister's fiance along in January. So I was like, you know, once is enough. You don't have to come with me this time. Okay. Okay. Did he have any tips for solo travel for you? I think he said like, it's going to feel weird. It's going to seem strange, but that's okay. Like you just have to embrace it. It, It's true. It's not super comfortable, but you know, just getting out of your comfort zone is... I think something really valuable. And he totally agreed that I should just pull the trigger and go. You know what I like about Disney? I'm not sure that I could solo travel other places. The thing that I like about Disney is that everybody is, except when it's like 102 degrees, but for the most part, everybody's very positive and happy. And if you want to chat with people, and make friends, I find I can just make friends, you know, it's for, you know, 20 minutes in a line or, you know, at uh, a quick service, you know, table or whatever, if I'm (laughs) like, oh, it's just me. Do you mind if I sit with you? If you want, and if you, but if you don't want to do that, if you're like, I don't feel like talking to anybody, that's totally cool too. Mm -hmm. You can have people like not be alone, but also be alone. I don't know if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Maybe that's like the introvert in me, but I like that there are people around, but I can also be alone. (laughs) Totally. And I'm also introverted. So I was like a little bit worried. And I called my parents and I was like, do you think this is a good idea? And they're like, well, you know, you're going to have to like stand in line alone and be alone. And I was like, well, yeah, obviously. But I was like, I think I can handle it. And I'm, you know, as I've grown up, I'm able to like strike up a conversation if I want to. But I also can just you know, kind of be on my own. You can and just that's be. what I found. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. So you, you describe yourself as an introvert as mm-hmm. well. Did you, was, did you feel like you needed to chat with people or did you feel like I can just be, I mean, obviously we'll get into it when we get into like the days, but yeah. I'm just thinking like your mindset going mm-hmm. into it. Cause I, I feel like this is going to be something even harder for somebody who's an introvert. Just as a fellow introvert, I, yes. you know, I, I feel that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I definitely found that the majority of the time I was preferring to just keep to myself. And that was not a problem whatsoever. If like the opportunity presented itself to like, you know, just kind of talk to someone in line or wherever, like I certainly did. And that was great. And it was fun. But I, there was no issue, like just being there by myself. Nobody like tried to bug me or you know, I really was able to just be. I think that's a 
valuable life skill just mm-hmm. in general is just being able to be and to be alone or by yourself or eating by yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that's mm-hmm. it's an important valuable life skill that many of us don't ever want <laughs> yes. to have to, you know, find or do. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about your trip specifically. You said you were going over the holiday weekend. So what what specifically were the dates that you were going? So I left Minneapolis on September 1st in the evening. It was a Friday. So after work, I had a 740 flight. And my trip was through September 4th. So Monday, Labor Day. So and the, I got back. That entire so, long weekend. Yeah. yeah. Like the whole long weekend. I was in the parks Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Now, you were you doing park hoppers? Were you doing Genie Plus? What? Yes and yes. Yes and yes. Okay. Yes. Knowing it was a short trip, and this is a theme that carries over from the last time I was here, I'm still very much like trying to cram as much into a short period of time. So definitely utilize Park Hopper. Definitely utilize Genie Plus okay. every day. So if I remember correctly, when you and your sister were on last time, you guys mm-hmm. did like everything and then some. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes. You did like so many rides. You took full advantage of Genie Plus. You were mm-hmm. like park open to park close. Is that accurate? Yes, that is. Okay. So is when you're going solo, was was your planning strategy similar to that, you know, go, 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 open to close mm-hmm. strategy? Yes. So I didn't necessarily change that aspect of things. Really, the only difference was that I was alone. Like, that's still always going to be my MO. Like, that's the way I do Disney. So that's how I did it this Okay, time. so rides are still your priority. As many rides as you can knock out. Okay, so you're getting in late on the first then, because that's probably like, what, a three-hour flight? And you left at like 7, 8 p.m.? Yeah, so I got into MCO at midnight. And I was trying out mirrors for the first time and usually more of like a ride share person. But I was kind of trying to save some money just because this trip was really last minute. And I was like, well, you know, I can maybe try something new and save a little bit of money. I thought mirrors was great. I waited about a half an hour that night, which was not the most fun because it was (laughs) really late. But we got in one of those like small passenger vans, not the big bus. Mm, Okay. they dropped a family off at Coronado, and then there was a bunch of other like girls who were like around my age, obviously like on the girls' trips, who were also going with me. I stayed at Pop Century, so it was you know overall a good experience, good turnaround time. I probably couldn't expect anything better. I I don't know. I, I don't speak for everybody, but as a single woman, I think in that situation with it being midnight, I probably would feel more comfortable doing mirrors versus ride share. Mm-hmm. So maybe just Absolutely. something else to consider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? That's definitely a factor. Yeah. So are you just crashing then? Because it sounds like <laughs> your plan is to rope drop the next morning. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. Yeah, so I got to my hotel, took the best shower of my life and <laughs> just went straight to bed. It was probably about two o'clock by the time I my head hit the pillow. Okay. So what time are you getting up then in the morning? Yes. So I woke up at 5.45. You psycho. (laughs) It was better than I expected, but I was exhausted. I felt like a husk of myself. But I was like, 
I'm here, I'll sleep when I'm dead sort of <laughs> attitude. Mm-hmm. Oh, so where but are you going then the first morning? This morning, I'm rope dropping Epcot. Okay, we're starting with Epcot. Why did you get up so early if you're starting with Epcot? <laughs> Wait a sec. Well, well, early entry started at 8.30. Okay. However, I usually try to be at like my mode of transportation an hour and a half before early entry starts. So that would be 7 o'clock. In this case, this is the first time I'm ever using the Skyliner to get to a park in the morning. So mm, okay. obviously from Pop Century to Epcot. And I was really curious about what time does it open? Like I wanted to be close up in line, like just in case, you know, and the line did get significantly long. I got at the Skyliner at 637 and I was the fourth party in line already. Okay. 637 is -hmm. when you get there. Uh, Early entry starts at 830. Was the Skyliner even running at this point? um, they were testing it, but no, it no, was not was, okay. running. All right. So you're fourth yeah. in line. <laughs> yes. Okay. What time did they let you on then? So they actually started running and letting people on at 723. So I waited in line for close to an hour. And in that time, I was able to snag a virtual queue for Guardians, which I was really excited about because I missed it last time. Mm. And in my excitement, I forgot to go book my first lightning lane at (laughs) seven o'clock and I was trying to get frozen. So I was able to book it really quick um, for 940. So that was a little bit later than I was hoping to get. And at this point, I was talking with my sister the whole time and she discovered. So on my Disney experience, we have our plans shared with each other, obviously. And she discovered that she could actually modify my lightning lanes. Oh, my gosh. So you had her at home. I'm sorry I'm interrupting, but I'm just so excited by this because it's so dorky and I love it so much. (laughs) You had her modifying your stuff at home. Yes. She was really excited to do so. Hilarious. Yeah. So she actually was able to bump it up for me to 9 uh, 9 (laughs) a.m. So and this, she did this like several times throughout the trip, and she was like very eager to do so. She's like, "I saw you got a big thunder. Like, want me to bump it up for you? Or are you okay with it?" Um, <laughs> so that was just really cute and fun, and a way to involve her in the trip because it was it was tough being there without her or with anybody. So that was just one nice thing that I'm we were dying able to over do. here. That is so funny. <laughs> That is so, so funny. Um, okay, so that you got to the Skyliners. The Skyliner is very, very efficient. Did you very. feel like you needed to be there that early? I felt like I did, like the anxiety <laughs> and the panic. In yeah, and the training like from other Disney trans- modes of transportation. So, yeah. I did realize I didn't need to be there that early because I, I didn't necessarily remember that it does. Like the turnover, the pace of it is so quick. So later in the trip, I do get there a little bit okay. later. But yeah, I just, not- <laughs> just want to make sure everybody knows that the Skyliner, you don't have to be there quite as no, early. No, you do not. And even if you see a long line, don't let that discourage you. That line mm-hmm. moves. It moves it, even quickly. when it's like scary long looking. It mm-hmm. You're just walking the entire time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's jump into Epcot. So you've got, you know, you're, you're back up at home modifying mm-hmm. your times, getting you a better frozen time. You've got your Guardians virtual queue. So mm-hmm. 
what are we actually rope dropping? Where are we going in the morning? So I rope dropped Remy's because we're coming from the International Gateway, which I feel like is a real advantage if you're staying at a Skyliner resort because nobody else can get there. Like everybody else is pushed to the front of the park, but we're all in the back. So they actually, I got right into Epcot at 7.45, like no hold for security. I scanned right in. I went over to France to do Remy's and actually at 8.07, like more than 20 minutes before early entry actually started, they started letting us through to Remy's. I love when that happens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we just went right through, didn't stop, rode the ride. It made me super sick last time. But I was like, I'm going to try it because I remember exactly the point where I got sick. So I closed my eyes and I was totally fine. Oh, okay, All right. I my husband tells me he was like, if I close my eyes early enough, sometimes that helps. But if you wait too long to close your eyes, he's like, there's no one doing it. It's over. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm glad you were able to time that appropriately. So at this point, early entry was actually just starting. It was 830. So I thought instead of waiting to use my frozen lightning lane, I would just run over to Norway and knock that out without a lightning lane. So I had actually switched it to Soren for about nine o'clock. So I rode Frozen really quickly. Then I backtracked to France and I got a croissant for breakfast from the bakery. That was probably the longest line I waited in all morning. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it was super packed in there. So just plan on that for breakfast because it seems like a great idea. And then you're waiting there for like 25 minutes. Mm, but yeah. Anyway, so at this point, it's about nine o'clock, 930. I swoosh over through the UK and Canada to get to Frozen. And at that point, I was ready to book another lightning lane. So we've obviously talked about the hack, right? how me and my sister had used that last time and it was super successful for us. So I was like, how could I maybe get this to work for me as a single person? So I actually brought my old cell phone oh that I had. Gosh. And I, <laughs> so I was logged into my Disney Experience account on both my phones. Now it was your, your account on both. Yes. The, so mm-hmm. the same email, the same password on both. Yes. Same account. Okay. So at that point, I was trying to book two lightning lanes. I, I think it was like a slinky and test track. So, at that point, I, you know, tried it a couple times to see if it would work, and it didn't. I got an error message that is not the same error message you would get if you were doing it between two people. Mm-hmm. So it said like, "Time has run out. We're sorry, but your selection has been released." It obviously didn't work when you're trying to do it with one My Disney Experience account. We try, I tried logging into my sister's account just to see if that could work. But what we discovered is even though she could change my lightning lanes, she couldn't obviously make any lightning lanes because she A, didn't purchase Genie Plus and didn't have a park reservation. The hack does not work for one person. <laughs> you know, I'm glad that you test. I assumed it wouldn't work with mm-hmm. with one and I don't have an extra phone. <laughs> so I, I had never tried it with, you know, my own account. I assumed that it wouldn't, but that's interesting that you actually tested it. It's also mm-hmm. interesting that your sister has the ability to modify 
your stuff, but she doesn't have the ability to book for you. You know, because like that's it's a strange distinction that they have Mm -hmm. decided to make with that. So it didn't help you with that, but it did help with her modifying to get you better times. So, yes, that was super helpful just to like basically outsource that to her while I was trying to do something or get somewhere. So unfortunately, that didn't work. It didn't end up being a really big problem for me, luckily. I was just a little bummed. Yeah, I'm glad you tested it, though. I love that. I love that you tried it. Mm -hmm. Then I just ended up booking just Slinky Dog. I was going to head to Hollywood Studios in the evening. I just wanted to kind of bank that for later. Did Soarin'. Then um, it's about 10 o'clock now. I grabbed some coffee from Joffrey's and went into the connection shop just to, you know, bounce around. I called my parents at this time, I was like, Hey, like, I want someone to talk to right now. (laughs) Like, I just, why don't we chat? So that was strange, kind of. I'm like, I'm here, you're wherever. So then at about 1015, I rode test track, single rider, walked basically right on. The only thing is you don't get to like make a car if you do test track, single rider. So if that's very important to you, don't do yeah, you have to stand in in the regular standby mm-hmm. queue. How did the wait times compare for single rider on test track? Do you know how long you waited versus the posted? Yes, so I believe the posted was about fifty minutes. Let me look at my notes. I do have it written down. Test track. Oh, test track was seventy minutes standby at this time, and I waited three minutes. Three. Yes. Single digits three. <laughs> And it Single was 7070 was the posted. 70 wow. minutes, yeah. I've done single rider. Usually, I would say if it's 70 minutes, I'll wait 35. Like usually for test track, I've found in my personal anecdotal experience, it's about mm-hmm. half. That's crazy. That yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing just they didn't have a whole lot of single riders at that point mm-hmm. in the day. Like, you know, that's that would be an interesting experiment in itself. Like, how does yeah. the single rider line change throughout the day? I'm mm-hmm. wondering if it just is shorter first thing in the morning yeah. as people are like hopping, running from thing to thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Fascinating. You've really yes. got me thinking here on a lot of different <laughs> things. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was super efficient. Yeah. And then I ran over back to the land pavilion. I wanted to do living with the land. That one took a long time. The wait. So, <laughs> so three minutes for test track, but exactly. a long wait for living with the land. Of this is confusing, things, but okay. <laughs> very strange day today. So it took about 15 minutes to get in line. The posted when I got in line was five minutes. When I was in line for about two minutes, it bumped up to 25. Mm-hmm. So you know was, something happened. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody jumped out of a boat again. Did you see that video of the woman who jumped out of the boat on Living with the Land? No, shut up. Oh, there's always like a cra- – like I'd say every oh six months, somebody on you know social media will post a video mm-hmm. of some crazy person. The most recent one I saw was uh, Three Caballeros, but Living with the Land, somebody got up and I can't – she was like trying to steal something or takes you know, a piece of fruit or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always some crazy person ruin it for yep. the rest of us. Yeah, it's a one-way ticket to a lifetime ban. Yeah, <laughs> and then you have to stand in line for twenty-five. I'm not saying yeah. that's what happened. I'm just making this up. But <laughs> <laughs> no. 
So at this point, it's about 11 o'clock, which is when the World Showcase opens. And obviously right now is food and wine. So I wanted to get in on that because I had basically done all of the rides I wanted to do at Epcot. And I was going to be back at some point in this trip. So I was ready to just start eating. My plan was to tackle like the America through Mexico this Okay. So when you're so, walking in, you're uh, you're going left. <laughs> you're yes. you're doing mm-hmm. the left half when you're yes. first walking in mm-hmm. to World Showcase. So, yes. So I kind of backtracked because I was doing it in like opposite order. So I started in Spain, which is like between like Italy and oh gosh, I'm gonna forget it now. Maybe America. Anyway, it's back there. So I got a charcuterie cup from Spain, which was really yummy. Also, this whole time I was FaceTiming my sister. <laughs> I was just like, do you want to see what's happening in the World Showcase? Luckily, at the beginning, like around 11 o'clock, it was not very busy in the World Showcase. It's the best time to go. You know, you mm-hmm. get there early and then you don't have to stand in super long lines mm-hmm. or deal with drunk people. Yeah, exactly. We'll later jump off the boat <laughs> in three caballeros. Yeah. <laughs> So I had that to eat. And then I had a prickly pear beer from Germany, which was also delicious. Sounds delicious. Mm -hmm. And then I was just doing a little bit of shopping and whatnot through the rest of the pavilions. Then I went to Coastal Eats, which is right outside Connections. And I had oysters, which sounds really sketchy, like a theme park (laughs) oyster. But they were actually pretty good. Like, I was impressed. Okay. You know, I didn't think it sounded sketchy until you referred to it as a theme park oyster. (laughs) Then I immediately was like, well, that's sketchy. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) They were good. I did not get food poisoning. I'm so glad to Uh, hear that. (laughs) And then I got a chocolate tart from Flavors of Fire. And that was really delicious. Like probably the top thing I had, top sweet thing I had from the festival. Also sometime in here, this is between about like 11 and 1230, I would say. So I was just like eating for an hour and a half. Sometime in here, I did book a lightning lane for big thunder because i was going to go to magic kingdom next okay oh it's, it's so we're booking slinky dog for later and also magic kingdom so we're yes didn't you do this last time too this is yes. deja vu <laughs> this is all well, it's coming back to me now that yeah. you did you didn't do all you did three parks though you didn't do all four right yes just okay three. i can't believe i remember that but yes that's <laughs> <laughs> wow, and you're doing it again. You're you're crazy. Yes. And you mm-hmm. have like what three and a half, four hours of sleep under your yeah. belt. Mm-hmm. Okay, it so is- are you at any point going to rest or are you just powering through? Today I'm powering through. You're a mad woman. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it was I was like pure adrenaline, I think, and caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> How is the construction at Epcot? I know a lot of things are changing because they're getting ready to open the um, Moana walkthrough. Are the construction walls still madness? Are they any different from the last time you went? So the construction walls around Moana are actually down. And I was able to get like a little glimpse into it, which was exciting. But it did feel a little less like I'm in a construction zone. Oh, good. Yeah. The walls are still up like right when you are leaving the world showcase and that's you know feels a little tight but even just with those walls around Moana down I think it felt a lot better oh I'm ready for those walls to be gone 
It's Me been too. three years now. I am so over those construction mm-hmm. walls. I'm, I'm ready for it to be over. <laughs> okay, so you're eating halfway around the world and yes. planning for your evening. Are you planning to head out then to Magic Kingdom or are you still have more to accomplish at Epcot? So the only thing left at Epcot is my Guardians. Mm, that's uh, right. Group. That's right. You had the the free virtual boarding group. Yes. So that gets called around twelve fifty. It only took about fifty minutes total to get through the line and the whole ride, and obviously like the multiple pre shows. So I I would wait. That was totally worth it. To oh, fifty from when you got in line to getting off the ride itself. Correct. Oh, that's yeah. not bad because then that no. was probably like what. 35, 40 minutes, like mm-hmm. until you hit the pre-show, pre-shows, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> multiple pre-shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, not yeah. too bad. That's not no, bad at all. Not at all. How did um, crowds feel this morning? I mean, we are in a holiday weekend mm-hmm. and, you know, it's kind of a, it's been a crazy couple of years. So yes. how, how were cra- crowds? So this day is Saturday. This was by far the best day for crowds. It did not feel super crowded at Epcot, didn't feel super crowded at Magic Kingdom when I went, and then it didn't feel at all crowded at Hollywood Studios. (laughs) Yes. So this was a great way to start the trip. And also the weather was great this day. Like it was kind of overcast, so the sun wasn't beating down. I also had forgotten my sunscreen at the hotel. Oh, so I, I do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Co- like cons- and I'm like the palest person alive. So <laughs> oh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's like my MO is forgetting my yeah. sunscreen. <laughs> well, that's really good to hear that, that crowds were on the lighter side. Yes. Mm-hmm. It did pick up over the next couple of days. But like this day was really great. And I felt good. Wonderful. After Guardians, which I got Disco Inferno for the fourth time. <laughs> I always get I conga. Every yeah, yeah, isn't I it funny? Isn't it funny? Like I'm like, do they mm-hmm. see me coming? And they like queue up conga, yes. you know. And they same with you and disco and for I've never gotten disco yep. inferno. I get conga every time. <laughs> it's a good song, so like I'm not mad at it. But right, right. I, got, I had written it five times, like four <laughs> times out of five, I've gotten disco inferno. But anyway. At this point, it's about 1.45 and I'm making my way to Magic Kingdom via the monorail. It takes probably about 45 minutes to get there. I think just I didn't time things very well, which is, you know, how it goes sometimes. So at Magic Kingdom, I'm heading right to Big Thunder to use that lightning lane that I had booked. That's my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. So I always try to like get a lightning lane and do that one first. After I scanned into Big Thunder, I got a Haunted Mansion lightning lane. And then it kind of, kind of just starts a cycle of like tap in, book a ne- book your next ride, go to that ride and repeat. So your return times were were pretty quick. You were getting yes, almost, almost immediate time. Immediate for many things. Yeah, for a lot of things. It was like Do you mind if I ask how much Genie Plus cost on this day? Oh, yes. Good question. 25. Oh, that's high. That's high. I'm guessing it's just because it's a holiday weekend and it's Saturday. It's so odd to me that they price it. Like Saturdays tend to be higher, but Saturdays at Magic Kingdom always tend to be slower than other days. Their pricing confuses me a little bit. And the fact that you're getting immediate return times tells me that like it's not sold out or it's not as crowded. And I think it's more so the former, like, yes, return times were good, but like standby waits were pretty long. I want to say for 
So I'm doing Haunted Mansion next. Haunted Mansion was a 55 minute standby. Mm. I waited 15 minutes with a lightning lane. So then as soon as I did Haunted Mansion, I booked I booked Space Mountain. That one was a 40 minute wait. I waited 10. Perhaps people just weren't buying Genie Plus as much because those return times were really good. Yeah, because that is those are some long standby times for those rides, but you getting immediate return times is pretty telling as well. That's very interesting. <laughs> okay, so walk us through the rest of your afternoon at Magic Kingdom then. Yeah, so I just mentioned I did Haunted Mansion, then I went to Space Mountain, then I when I scanned into Space Mountain, I booked a Lightning Lane for Buzz Lightyear. I was trying to get like Adventureland and Tomorrowland done this day, and then I planned on doing Fantasyland another day. I love that you have like separated, like you were like, I'm doing this half of the World Showcase. And today at Magic Kingdom, I'm doing this land and this land specifically. Like the, was this something you thought about ahead of time? Or was it just kind of as you started going, you're like, this will be a good idea to just stick in this area? You know, with the World Showcase and that, like that I had planned out because like I knew exactly where I wanted to eat and I would like map it out. But at Magic Kingdom, I was like, well, you know, I know I'm going to be here tomorrow night. Like, I may as well just save this whole area. I can do some bigger ticket rides, if you will, like outside of Fantasyland. So that was kind of the the plan of attack there. Okay, I like it. I think I don't I don't have, you know, the the willpower. I'm just I like I'm like, uh, like, I have to run over here I have to run over there. I I'm not like, hey, I need to hold off on that until tomorrow. I just am not capable of doing that. <laughs> and I used to be that way. And I think like after our last trip, I was like, okay, maybe if I just slow down and be a little <laughs> bit more methodical, like I'll feel more accomplished, so to speak, which sounds very strange to say it out loud. No, but... I like it. I'm w- I, mm, I, I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> Good. I know that I know what, exactly what you're talking like the feeling of like I've planned out this like wonderful thing and I have a strategy and I'm going to follow through on that strategy and it's going to be so satisfying when I do it. Maybe just you and I are weird. Maybe other people listening are like, what are these two talking about? It's entirely possible, but I know exactly what you're saying. (laughs) Okay, perfect. So I did Carousel of Progress really quick and then I used that Buzz Lightyear lightning lane, scanned into that and booked Pirates ran over to Pirates, used that lightning lane, then I booked Rock and Roller Coaster. And then it's about 4.40 at this time, and I'm leaving Magic Kingdom for Hollywood Studios. Okay. And so you just, I assume, just taking a bus over yep. there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just the bus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I get to Hollywood Studios about like 5 o'clock. I had right to Rock and Roller Coaster and ride it with my lightning lane. That was closed the last time I was there. So I really wanted to make it a priority for this trip and it was fabulous as always so i scanned into rock roller coaster and i booked toy story mania then i ran over to toy story mania used that lightning lane booked smugglers run at this point since i'm in toy story land i'm using that slinky dog that i had gotten like at 9 a.m so we're back to this finally then i ran to do smugglers run in galaxy's edge I booked Tower of Terror and then I got <laughs> so you're going a back mobile. and forth and back and forth. Yes. <laughs> I don't I, like I don't prioritize conserving steps, if you will. Like if I've got something, I'm gonna go I'm, there. I'm yeah. the same way. I get why people do it that way. And especially like if you're going with little kids or something, like I totally get it. But I'm the same way where I'm like opportunity and so I like I'll just I'll run. 
you know, get my exercise in or whatever. <laughs> I made a mobile order for Docking Base 7. So right after Smugglers, I ate dinner. I had a Ronto wrap because that's where you can get it after, I think, 3 o'clock. And it was amazing and delicious in every way. Those are so good. So then while I was in the area, it's about 7 o'clock now, I rode Star Tours really quickly, just kind of on the way to Tower Care which I use my lightning lane for. And then I immediately booked Mickey and Minnie's. And then you've done all the rides. Have, it, have, have we missed anything? I think except for Alien Swirling, Swirling Saucer. Yeah. <laughs> and Muppet Vision. Does that count as a ride? I don't, I feel like that counts as a show. That's a show. I mean, I love Muppets, but, but yeah, that's a show. <laughs> so I only didn't do Swirling Saucers. Yeah. But I didn't want to. <laughs> well, you probably could have just done standby on that one. Oh, I'd imagine yeah, the standby easy. probably wasn't too bad, especially in the evening. Like return times at Hollywood Studios were astounding. Like they were all pretty much all immediate. Yeah, other it than Slinky, crazy. you booking it, you booked Slinky in the morning, and that was. An, I don't know if you modified or your sister modified that one at all. We never had to push it back. Yeah, other than that, it sounds like everything is immediate because you're like, I booked it, then I ran over there. I booked it, then I ran over there. That's wild. Mm -hmm. That was sort of my strategy was to try to keep like my most recent lightning lane for something that was immediate so that I could just like keep making them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily it worked that's out. That's great that it worked out. It does not always work out that way. So that's wonderful that it did. Now, you remind me, are you and your sister typically evening show people, fireworks, that kind of thing? We are not. No. You're ride people. So during the shows, you'll do rides instead. Yeah. So, like, I didn't do Fantasmic. That's what I was going to ask. <laughs> no, that's just not a priority for me. So, I didn't do it. Okay. So, around that time, things were starting to get, like, really dead. So, I rode Mickey and Minnie's at, like, 8 o'clock. And then I went to go ride Smuggler's Standby. And that was, like, a walk-on. It was crazy. Yeah, because everyone wants to watch Fantasmic, which I like Fantasmic, but I hate those seats. So, oh, okay. <laughs> if, you know, if they had like cushioned seats, I'd be there every night. But I'm like, you know, I think I'd rather go and ride a ride. So, and I will say too, being alone, and you're not a show person, but, you know, the evening shows, it very much changes when you're there alone versus when you're there with other people. And like for different reasons, because you know, being alone, you can just kind of squeeze yourself anywhere. Like you don't have to stake out a spot nearly as early because it's so much easier to not be like a burden, you know, bringing your three kids and like standing in front of somebody who's been waiting for an hour. Like when it's just you, it's so much easier. So that's a positive. But the negative is you're not there to like, I don't know, so many people get emotional with the shows. I do not, but <laughs> so many other people do. And like you, you know, to have somebody there with you. It's a completely different, different feel. But you and I, we are ride people during the shows. We are taking advantage of those low wait times while everybody sits on those hard seats to watch Fantasmic. So not interested. Yes. So are we walking on to anything else after? Yes. So at around 845, park closes at nine, I hopped in the line for Rise. Uh, that was a total walk on. Just walk oh, straight wonderful. through. Oh, wonderful. It was fabulous. I always recommend that at the end of the night. So yeah, that was great. So I got off a rise at around 9.07. I headed out the park 
a lot of other people, like the Fantasmic crowds were also funneling out at this time. So I got in line for the Skyliner and it was way back. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be here forever. It took me seven minutes to get on a a gondola. Yeah. So (laughs) I am so glad I stayed at Pop Century. I was going to stay at All Star Sports. And then my sister was like, don't do that. (laughs) She was like, do something better. I'm so glad she talked some sense into you. It depends on what your priorities are and like where you're going. Mm -hmm. Like my last trip, I stayed at All Was it Sports? I think it was sports, all-star sports, but it was because I was only doing the Halloween party. Like I went back and forth with Sierra who like books all my, she's my travel agent, books all my stuff. She's like, Pop Century has availability. And I was like, but my priority is Magic Kingdom. So I'm just going to save myself that cash and do an all-star. But if you are doing Epcot or Hollywood Studios, it's not that much more and you get the Skyliner and first thing in the morning and at the end of the night as you experience, oh, so smooth, so much easier. Incredibly worth it. So Totally. And I did sort of, once I decided to stay at Pop Century, I was like, okay, I'm going to make sure I rope drop Epcot and Hollywood Studios and I'm going to try to end one of my nights there so that I can take advantage of it. Yep, yep. (laughs) So this is the end of my first day. So... I did this the last time. I have a little summary. I had about 12 and a half hours in the parks. I had 12 lightning lanes. I did 20 rides. And then I did a little experiment, if you will. So I, whenever I had a lightning lane, I, had, I took the time I actually waited divided by the actual posted time. So I could tell like what percentage of the posted wait time did I actually wait. I absolutely love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You are the best. Okay. Lay it on me. Let's do it. Let's do it. So today, with the rides that I rode with a lightning lane, on average, I waited 23% of the posted wait time for attractions. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The soundboard. I love it. Wow. Oh, wait. Hold on. Hold on. There's another one. My man. My man. I like that one. That works. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Anyway, that's, that's, wow, like what a great use of Genie Plus. So Mm -hmm. I would say, especially because you're just one person, $25, totally worth, you you really got your money's worth Mm -hmm. on this one. And then you came on my show and did some math and I love it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. I was, I was really like, I'm like, I'm gonna do this scientifically. Like I, I want like hard numbers to show like how much it was worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. Oh, so yes, I love it. Okay. Let's, I'm excited now for day two. Yes. <laughs> so, so are you actually sleeping tonight? Are you getting, are you getting um, any sleep whatsoever after your three hours the night before? Yes. More so than the night before. So I probably got to bed around like 1030. And the next morning, I'm rope dropping Animal Kingdom, which early entry starts at 7.30. I think this is a good place to stop for part one of Chrissy's show. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast, go ahead and leave me a voicemail message. Uh, There's a link in the show notes. Otherwise, stay tuned for part two, and I'll see you guys in the parks.